I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And on Wednesdays, we, we wear, wear pig. Welcome back to the Pink Popcast, a pop culture podcast where we talk about film, media, and everything else. And the impact that it's leaving or has left on our generation. I'm glad that we finally got that on the sixth try. What are you talking about? <laughs> For all these viewers. I said it perfectly, but somebody didn't want to give up control. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Anyways, who are we here with today? You're the one introducing our him. Our guest today is Pastor Eric Johnson. Woo! Also, do you, uh, do you see what I'm wearing? Yes. It's the shirt you gave me, written and directed by In Pink. You're welcome. Look at that. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we've we previously had you on our show before. Yes. And Which was course, a total joy. That was amazing. And let's shake it up a bit by talking about something a little bit more somber. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How do we get more somber than a Pixar film? I don't know. I think uh, <laughs> we, we like to acknowledge we need to acknowledge that you came again in full force pink oh yeah can you uh, casually head to toe hey, can you casually I, show us the toe the toe oh here we go the toe <laughs> so the, go. the last time you were you were completely decked out and uh, we were cutting you off so <laughs> at least now we can see it but for those of you listening once again somber so, right. yes um yeah no today we we had you on because what we want to start it off with an old classic, at least to me. I don't know. You you watched this growing up, Benji? Yep. Okay. So it's a, a classic for me. But new to me. New to That's, Pastor oh Eric. Oh, my God. I didn't know this existed. Which is insane because, like, when I thought about this, I thought everyone had, uh, like, seen this. Mm -hmm. And I would have assumed that they would afford I mean, it came out in 1989, and it is uh, an educational cartoon called Our Friend Martin, which is not about the... Uh, what is his name? Martin Lawrence character. Oh my God. But is instead about Martin Luther King Jr. And um, the best way to describe it is it is a time traveling romp <laughs> through uh, <laughs> civil rights, basically. With X Men animation. There you go. Yes. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's what it was reminding me of. I couldn't put, uh, put my finger on it. Yeah. Yeah. It so, was uh, absolutely yeah. the X Men like of the right. 90s. Right. Yeah. So, very with much so. With Martin Luther King Jr. Day coming up, we figured we with could it, talk about this. It's happened. It's happened? Because we filmed with, this on the day. It's going to be doing it. We're doing it after. Yeah, because okay. it's Monday. So two days ago. Two days ago. When we celebrated. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yep. Now we, we're going to talk about this. Yep. Yes. Our friend Martin. I cannot believe you never saw this. It's kind of one of those things I don't remember watching for the first time. I just kind of remember always being there. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely my, it might not have been my introduction to Martin Luther King Jr., but it was the cementing like, oh, this is how I know who he is yeah, because of media. Um, so how did you end up seeing it? Like I said, I don't remember. It just was, it's always been there. But I mean, I was homeschooled. I don't know if we've ever mentioned that. <laughs> So, like, was it something that you, like, saw at home or, like, at a friend's? Or, like, no, my mom would have definitely rented that. Okay. Um, I mean, because my mom knew me better than anyone. She knew that you don't cement things with Rizzo no. unless it's in a film. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And and it absolutely worked. Like, I went back and uh, re-watching it recently, I was like, whoa, I can't, I can't believe all these things I kind of remembered. And then all the things I completely didn't, we'll get to it as we yeah, go through the story. It. But there was definitely parts of that film I went, I only remembered like the important historical aspects. I didn't uh, remember right like the just story. Yeah, because they go full on like Back to the Future Part Two in it, and they t like no spoilers, but you know they make some choices halfway through the film. There's some <laughs> yeah. that I don't 
I when I was watching that again, there was some pieces where I was like, "Did we show that in school? Like that?" Uh, Are you talking about like the Birmingham riots? The Birmingham riots? No, just like the parts where the cartoons were being racist towards each other. Yes, <laughs> right. and yes. calling each other Negroes. I was like, "Yeah, hey. I know." With all the stank behind wanting to say something else, I was just like, uh, "Like, yeah." I was watching this in public, and there were a few moments where I audibly went, "Whoa!" Like yeah. in a in a tea restaurant, just <laughs> I shouted out loud because I wasn't. And then of course, like getting towards the end, I was crying, just like yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't see me in public doing this. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't do things in public. You I know. like to have my private emotions privately. So so, how does this story go? What was your thoughts watching <laughs> it for the first time? My thoughts was I couldn't believe it was made. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a good thing or is it more I like a? Ugh. It was almost like. A black a Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I can see that. You know, like <laughs> the the ghost of racist past, <laughs> the ghost of racist present, and the ghost of racist future. I mean, it was, I've, it was stunning. <laughs> it was, so many adjectives. I'm like that could go both ways. Know, right? I'm really yeah. not sure. A beautiful movie. I'm, yeah, I mean, I I like the message. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, overall, I like the message. Yeah. So I was just stunned at the like the execution of, it, the, of the story. So in the film, we have Miles, who is our protagonist, and for some reason, the only black kid in school who doesn't know the importance of Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, <laughs> for I some reason, he just seems yes. to not really be worried about it. I don't know if he's worried because like he's like, what has he ever done? I'm like, he's like a complacent like 20th century kid who grew up without kind of racism in his life so it's not really a big deal for him. Racism didn't exist in the 90s. And he's like um, he wants to be like a uh, ball he wants to be. A, like, he wants, wants to play to be baseball. A sports person, which I never, I had never known prior to this that Martin Luther King Jr. You know, loved baseball. Right. So I didn't ah. know that either. That was the first weird Same. humanizing things. Then Miles goes on. A, apparently, he's failing history. Yes. Susan Sarandon is voice. It's got a. By the way, did you start recognizing voices as you were listening to it? Yeah, yes. like I didn't as yes. a kid. Um, I thought the teacher was Susan Sarandon. Why did it? I feel like IMDb told me it was like no. We've got so the voice cast is pretty. You have it's um, intense like Robert Richard or right Richard. I don't know. Okay, do you recognize this guy? He's touched by an angel. Coach Carter, House oh, yeah. of Wax. Yeah. That's where I knew him from. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's been in a lot of things. Meet the Browns, Vampire Diaries. Oh no no yeah yeah Vampire Diaries. This guy he did the voice of Miles. Oh yeah, he was in it. He was um he was Bonnie's mom's like ward because they weren't related and they were kind of into each other. Okay, and he like died. It was like a whole. So thing. he <laughs> plays Miles, and then <laughs> he's in one on one. Lucas Black of the uh, Too Fast Too Furious fame. Oh my god, he does the voice of the randomly hick like surfer skateboarder best friend like, character, like we... super hick, <laughs> so hick, so hick. Can we yeah. talk about though how? Like really hot he was, <laughs> <laughs> even though what they're supposed to be like the sixth grade, so that's they're like crazy, cartoons. <laughs> um, and then actually Dexter King, who is Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, played Martin Luther King Jr. at the age of thirty-four in the cartoon. That's oh, so cool. Wow. Which is really that awesome. Cool. Lavar Burton uh, played him at age twenty-six, and Jaleel White played him at age fifteen. Ah, uh, that's uh, Urkel. Yes, uh, okay. isn't that insane? Right. That's then we have a few others. We got. I have a dream. <laughs> Laura, Laura, I have a dream. <laughs> the, wow. Like, the million, the uh, March on Washington, all the people <laughs> there. 
Did I do that? <laughs> um, other other uh, voice. <laughs> wow. Other voice artists, of course, are Angela Bassett, who always adds credibility to anything yes, she's absolutely. on. She plays the mom, right? Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Danny Glover, who in recent years can be a hit or miss when it comes to credibility. He's not Donald. I'm like, related I'm always just like, Danny, you're so much better than these roles that you're yes, in. Very much so. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Mother Effin Jackson. Yes. Who I was yes. pretty sure, like, he's just, he sounds so angry in everything he does. Yeah, it's like yes. he literally had the yes. one line. He he's was just short person. of saying MF. I know. Oh, yeah. He, I can't remember what the word was he used, but it was just so Crackers? Close. crackers. No, he would he say crackers? Yeah, tight yeah, the so. crowd. Yeah. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, who I actually particularly like. So she is in charge of um, a, the museum giving the tours of the, uh, the, the house. Yeah. The, house the museum of Martin Luther King right. Jr. So she sets these kids up real hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daddy King is portrayed by James Earl Jones. And then I'm pretty sure there's a part at the end. Yes. Where, where he goes he's in the clouds. I was like, right. I was like, I looked up the dates of release. Cause right. I was like, was this after uh, Lion King? Cause they know what they were doing. <laughs> he I was, was waiting for some Robert Guillaume character to say, Martin, you don't know who you are. <laughs> 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 Gotta be mad. It's Actually, honestly, it kind of follows that. It uh, does. It does. Um, and then apparently John Travolta was in it, but I didn't realize that. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, because of course. <laughs> I like how Oprah Winfrey decides when she wants to be in something of importance. She's just like, I don't act. I'll act for you. I feel like she probably like hears about projects and is like, Hey, so I'm going to be on this. I think it's cool. Yeah? Okay. It's like a more it's subtle it's Beyonce <laughs> where it's just like she comes and everyone goes, ah, yeah, yeah, here you go. Right. You know? Right. And of course, because um, she was also in that Ava DuVernay film, the Selma. Right. And the color purple. Yes. Yeah. Correct? Yes. Correct. Yes. yes. Okay. I haven't seen it. Yes. Um, and that other Ava DuVernay film that trashed one of my childhood icons, um, A Wrinkle in Time. But oh. I won't. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. Yes, let the anger rise. Oh, yeah. now see. Um, and then of course we had Ed Asner, who was um, he played Mister. What's the principal, name? right? He played like the r- super racist principal. Well, he wasn't racist. He was only racist in the future when they messed up yes. the past. So you yes. mean when you could be in the racist, ghost of racist? He was racist. Future, he was racist. Well, you're no, 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 because he was a normal principal, and then right. in the. It's amazing how the only thing that to ruin the plot. I was like, the only thing that changes is just the circumstances that allow people to be nasty. Yeah, true. Right. So um, anyway, so they go. Miles is failing his Um, history. Yes. And Samuels. (laughs) (laughs) He was not in that film. (laughs) He could have been. Um, So Miles is failing history in a very 90s fashion. The teacher's like, you got to get your stuff together or you're going to be held back. And he's like, oh, man. And his best friend's like, oh, man, I'm a 90s best friend, (laughs) even though it's like 1999. You know. And they go to Martin Luther King Jr.'s house. Whoopi Goldberg is being like very sassy. She catches them sneaking off and being bored. Uh, like, and she mentions a few times, like, this house is magical. magical. And they're like, what does that mean? And, like, and then they're like, we're bored. Does we're that gonna... mean like a hocus pocus? I thought he was mentioning my favorite movie, and he was like, no, just hocus pocus abracadabra. And she was like, <laughs> I was like, my movie. So, yeah, that's the best friend character. But, yeah, so who, they, by the way, is white. I don't know if we. It's a white Because that comes kid, into play. Our best friends, yeah. Um, so, basically, they walk past Martin Luther King. Junior's room that he grew up in. They and see his baseball glove. The tour goes on, and they're like, "No, let's stay here and let's like jump the rope and let's go look at the stuff." And then she catches them, and she's like, "You know what? 
I like you guys. I'm going <laughs> to let you look around here for a few but minutes. First, but first, let me wind this watch because for some reason, I have to do that every time I walk in here. And she is that, the is watch. that a Whoopi Goldberg impression? <laughs> it is. Yes, there you go. She walks out. <laughs> And then, of course, they're touching stuff, and they touch that glove, and the movie gets started. And then they go, dun, 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 back in time. That was the, Is that Back to the Future? Yeah, that's the Back okay. to the Future. <laughs> there you go. And they go, whoa. And then so what happens? brought to you by Huey Lewis. <laughs> yeah. And then my favorite. So, obviously, when you're dealing with a kid's film, you have to distill racism down to, like, the simplest, yeah, like, of terms. And so they're playing baseball with uh, with Martin Luther as a kid, and they're like, "Whoa, this is radical!" I also love how instantly they're like, "Oh, okay, we've time traveled." Yeah, right. you know? <laughs> they're just like, "I mean, right." At a certain point, you just gotta be all like, "It's t- I'm not I'm not where I'm supposed to be." This right. time travel, like, I but then care. then of course they see witness firsthand, like when a white mom comes up and gets really pissed off that her two white kids are, are playing with black people. And she's like, hey, your father would tan your hat if he saw you. Let's get out of and here. And she says, that's when she said, I don't want you hanging out with those. Negroes. And I was like. And I was like, that's rough. But also, like, you know, it would have been niggas or niggers. Oh. <laughs> it would have been rough. I suddenly uh, had a flashback to um, um, to Spike Lee's Bamboozled. Oh, yes. When they go run through the whole dissertation of the different words that were being used, mm-hmm. Alabama porch monkey, you know, da da da, da. Yeah. And I, I could just imagine any number of racial slurs being used. Yeah. Yeah. In real life. Is this, is this one of the, wait, so you, when you were watching it, you said, what were the adjectives you used? I was floored watching this. Oh. Yeah. It just, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't even put words. <laughs> I don't know why your amusement is yeah, so amusing just, watching you react to this animated like, film. Oh, wow. It's, it's um, the magic school bus and racism. It was just, <laughs> I, Absolutely. Yes. That is exactly yes. what it is. So it was, and like you said, boiled down to the most simplistic thing. So they time traveled and it was, oh, cool. We time traveled. Not, But there was... Not necessarily the sense of danger. No. Oh, not at all. Which there should have been. They were doing some stupid stuff. And I was like, y'all would have gotten your asses beat a lot. Right. Because they're running around in the, what, 50s as if it were... 2020 like right. ah, we can be friends like right. oh you told me my black right. self to get out of here i'm gonna walk right. in anyway like no 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 <laughs> no no honey. miles looking directly at a white person mm. and talking to them yeah. and even sassing them instead of looking down and saying sir so i mean just or or, yeah. or ma'am just just that alone would have brought the police yeah so it, yeah, and that's just, something that I wouldn't even have known not to do. Yeah, I would have. Right. I would not and have like, thought of for that. For him, like I'm like, who raised you? Because my <laughs> parents, like I was raised around all white people, but my parents were still like, yeah. you better like if in my day, blah blah blah. So I'm like, I that's, feel like he should have known. That's what yeah. makes the opening so kind of like when he's just like, what did Martin Luther King ever do for us? I'm like, right. what? Right. How? What? <laughs> I knew what Martin Luther King did for me. Like, what, what are you talking about? Especially since his mother is so progressive. That's yeah, what like, I know. How in the world do you not know? Yeah. I know. If yeah, it was so like it a was, white mother who had adopted yeah. him, was just like, yeah. Right. <laughs> that would be. Right. But so already the the suspension of, of we, belief. Because I'm pretty sure it's, uh, is it Angela Bassett who does the mother's voice? Right. And it's just like, 
you know, I don't hear Angela Bassett's voice and think of someone who doesn't know a thing or two. Like, it doesn't right. know how to tell somebody. Doesn't like, know how to raise a child. Yeah, like, right. that voice just commands power. Yeah. And for that kid to be like, ooh. Right. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, because she's so authoritative mm-hmm. about, no, you're going to come back home. You're going to do your homework. Yeah. You know, so all that authority... And a black woman running a business, and you didn't run through civil rights with your child. That's, like, that's, that is not going to happen in any black home. Uh, that is not no, correct. No, yeah. no. So I, I haven't had a chance to mention this movie yet, but it was one of my favorites, not of last year, of two years ago, was um, The Hate You Give. Right. And it starts off with the father basically have sitting his two kids down and yes. giving them the this is what you're gonna have to do if you're like pulled over right this is which is like and they're kids like one of them's like a, a less than eight years old right um and i just like i mean i'm watching this going like oh this is commonplace something i never had to right i never had did you have is that like a talk i mean yeah not only did we get the talk when i was growing up my mother constantly went through uh civil rights mm-hmm. and uh iconic black icons mm. so i mean you learned if 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 the history was not going to be taught at school we yeah. learned it at home i Oof. mean that that's just what happened yeah. yeah so i i think to have this kid so not woke in a in a yeah. household the way that the mother's portrayed <laughs> right if, you know if the mother was just sort of um if the mother wasn't voiced by Angela Bassett. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. You can't per- portray a mother that yeah. way and then make me believe that that now Miles could in if I don't know, I I guess if there was a way to further demonstrate that he just didn't care, that mm-hmm. mom was giving him these lessons. Oh, and he yeah. was just but, yeah, he's just he not would, listening, yeah. yeah. I I okay, then I would yeah, well, I, could go I was that. struck by watching this at like the way it was written. There was so many things I was like, "Oh my god, you could do that differently." But I was like, at the very base of this, this, was, this would make for an inter- interesting, like I don't know, remake or like yeah. oh, the I idea agree. is like awesome, yeah. right? Right. The uh, the 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 white bully who's being bullied by his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all of those things. Yeah, that uh, was one that they just kind of, that was like a hit that they just kind of went like, Ooh, we're mm-hmm. not going to lean into that, but that could have been big. But, right. sorry. but also, I yeah. love how we're yeah. criticizing what essentially was just like poor setup just to be like, just get to the educational part. Teach yeah. these and kids. I think that's what it right. was. It really yes. was just about. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're going to just, we're going to color over this with animation, <laughs> but we're going to give you thousands of facts right now. Yeah. And then unrealistic human interaction yeah exactly but i will say i was shocked because like so as it happens they start progressing through dr king's life and you know the first time we meet him he's um he's in school or no no, he's he's a high school student just playing uh, baseball talking about how he wants to be one of the greats like jackie robinson yeah wait did he did he say jackie he no, probably it's didn't hank say aaron. it's You're hank aaron right. there sorry yeah. i that just shows how little i know about sports right. <laughs> yeah, it was like, right. sports guy i couldn't right. tell you the babe i don't know um yeah. but then they fast forward to him um he's just about to join college and i believe his dad's doing uh was it sit-ins or or walk-ins oh yeah they were they were doing some they were yeah walking to do like different sit-ins or something like right that. right and you, yeah. you start to get this idea. They're portraying King as being someone who was constantly kind of like putting others before himself and right. thinking. And, and the thing that they don't really touch upon is like you kind of 
you know, in a lot of ways you were forced to be like that. You couldn't, you couldn't, you didn't have the luxury of being able to just be think about self-centered yeah. uh, yeah. 24-7. So, and then they fast forward to um, whenever he's actually, uh, they're doing the, uh, what is it called? The uh, the sit-ins for the bus? Yeah, the bus the boycott. Bur- the bus, the right. bus boycott. And it's interesting because they start kind of like showing flashes of like videos mm-hmm. of like real actual, actual footage, actual yeah. footage, kind of like just in the background. So it's like you get a faint hint of what's really happening as he's talking and explaining. Um, and you see the the progression of kind of like we're going to boycott the buses, but we're doing this as a as a, a very peaceful protest. Yeah. Right. And of course, <laughs> of course, Samuel L. Jackson's character is like. Nah, right. we're not doing this right. peacefully. And not then it, peaceful. he talks him down. But all this time, it's a very, it's a very subtle, like they're subtly interacting and in- introducing these videos. Um, but then it gets to the Birmingham riot, Birmingham, my gosh, Birmingham riots, and it full on shows footage. Yeah, of yeah. everything of right, like, yeah. and right. they like mix in footage and like animation, and animation of that footage. Right. But it like, it, and it cuts just shy of showing things that you don't want to see. Like, I was shocked that they actually showed the police. First, starting in a cartoon, releasing the dogs, yes. and then it showed the footage of them heading to it. And right yes. before something happened, it cut, and I was like, right. "Yeah." I was sitting in the in the tea shop, just like, "Oh, yeah. oh my god!" Yeah. yeah, even showing the hosing, yeah, uh, yeah, children showed, and and young people. They showed that was, a lot of that, and that I think it was like expertly done, where it's like, "Oh, just yes. subtle things here," yes. and then boom! Now you have to kind of watch this, kids. Yeah, and I really appreciated that. I appreciated that that they didn't sugarcoat that. They no. really put it out there it was just interesting that when the two boys come back in in time the first time they are spouting out all this historical stuff that uh-huh. they that, that they was did not experience right right right, right, right yeah right. yeah i laughed at that no i thought you were going to mention the fact that they integrated their cartoon images oh, well, in the real life yeah. Yeah. but that's yeah. how the classmates start to find out they're like hey did you go back in time i was like did right. they just it's but it shows them like ten or twelve times. Like it shows them a lot, like long shots. And then there's one scene where they're kind of off to the side, and somebody's like, "Hey, wait!" Like after ten minutes of watching this video, they're right. like, "Is that you?" So to explain for those who don't know, uh, eventually Miles and his friend Randy come back, and like you mentioned, they like burst into the school and start like spouting off all this historical facts. Uh, like I was sitting there going, like as a kid, I didn't realize. I was like, "Oh yeah, those are all things they experience." And now I'm like. That, no, I don't they, think no. they experienced no, those. No, that's no. in the future, right, right? And then they, uh, and then as they're in class spouting this information, it's while the teacher is showing footage from the Birmingham riots. Yeah, and and they, they do it tastefully, like it's not like them getting hosed down, but like after all that footage, then they're showing the footage of like the aftermath, and they've integrated the cartoon, yeah. Randy. Into like people yeah, marching exactly. and stuff like that, right. and like they, were they like, have the right. cartoons in the live action footage, and like Benji said, it takes about ten times of them showing it to finally they're in the background, and one of the students is like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> were you guys time traveling? You too?" <laughs> and at this point, then the movie starts to take an interesting turn that I completely forgot about. Like, yeah, right. same. I I had blanked out, but it goes full on. Like they go back in time. Yeah, because they left right in the Birmingham riots, and yeah. they're like, "We have to go back and find out what happened." Right. And so they were like, after school, after the whole report, and like with mm-hmm. the them being integrated in, they ran back to the house, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna like go back and wind the clock how it went." And then the two other friends, the bully and the 
like uh, Latino, Latino standing girl girl was like, oh, what are they doing? Like, let's follow them. So they end up all going back to the I have a dream speech, the March on Washington. Right. And then they're like, cool. And then you know what? There is like this really cute moment that they just kind of gloss over again. I was kind of like, oh, we're like the bully all the time like his shirt like he never makes the bus and his shirt always gets ripped and his dad oh, yeah. like, is right. so mean to him and then like they were like oh like Martin's dream is that basically everybody can make a change and everybody can choose to be good and choose to put good into the world and then like right as he does that right as they're saying that Miles runs off and goes and gets like a promo shirt and like gives it to the bully because his shirt is ripped and he's mm -hmm. walking around right. and he was kind of like what thanks and there was like it was like such a cute moment and I was yeah like, oh, was. that's so sweet it was and then they kind of like it was just over and i was like let's lean into like him being good to him and like him like changing his opinions right. like that's not but anyways uh yeah so then they do that and then they come back <laughs> to the right. future again apparently didn't know like, that martin luther <laughs> king died yeah come back to the, right. yeah didn't know he was assassinated angela bassett out. what are you doing not teaching your kid <laughs> anything so they find that out but then again, actually, I don't think I knew that until I watched this. So that's true. That might be something that's been glossed over a lot. Um, but yeah, so then they find that out and they're like, we have to go back and save him. And then these kids geniusly go back to when he was a kid and bring him back to the future. And now it's it's a wonderful life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a wonderful life. It's back to the future part right. two. Right. It get like and I completely blanked on this. Right. Yeah. My memory was bits and pieces of the opening nothing in the middle and then i absolutely remember the ending like the ending no stuck in high, ain't no valley low. oh uh, yeah 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 so <laughs> they they bring him back and then when they bring him back they're all four there but when they come back it's just miles and martin mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and randy comes up with the bully and they're of course Racist. They're racist now because they're both yes. white. Because modern America is is Potterville. You're right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is Potterville, America. And and this is of course racist. America where um no none of the civil rights act right. happened. Right, because there's no Martin yeah. to yeah. To Martin Luther King is George Bailey. <laughs> yes. So without him a lot of stuff didn't happen. He goes looking for Coretta in but the library. It's just it annoyed me because he ran around this city. Be like, what's going on? Right. Why is everybody like, what? Right. Like, why are my friends being mean to me? Right. Why is my mom not working a better job? Like, why is the teacher like, why is the principal being racist? Which is what I meant. That was his original principal. That's oh, not right, right. racist yes. in the future, but since yes. he changed the past, right, he's racist now. Right. And so he's just like, what's going on? And he's so confused. And I'm like. Bro, he's like, it's like, like you, you changed all of this, and it's like, no, he didn't. He's twelve right now. Like, he obviously didn't do anything. Yeah, the civil rights do not movement know how didn't time happen. Works like, so, and then we have the uh, after this whole escapade, seeing how things would have been different without Martin Luther right. King. Mm -hmm. You know, he sees his father in the clouds, who is Mufasa, and yes. makes a full Mufasa moment with James Earl Jones. Son, you are uh, what? It, what was it that his dad was taught him? He basically says, "Oh, I have that written down." Uh, every man can make a difference. Yeah. Uh, have uh, yeah. So they do that, and basically, it's actually, and this is where my memory did click back in, because this moment yeah. ruined me as a child. Yeah, right when he, because right when he like stood up, I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like you, like you remembered, and I'm like, 
welling up thinking about this, but essentially Martin stands up and very somberly is like, I know what I have to do. Right. Yeah. And he, right. he like takes the watch that's been magical all this time and winds it. And then, God, like think about it. He walks back towards his house, which has been destroyed in this Potterville yeah, version right. of the future. Right. And it slowly starts winding back and going, coming back together as you see Martin go from like age 12 to uh, Martin Day. Was it 34? Was it 34, 35? Yeah. yeah. Full man. With Miles Yellen. No, man. He's shouting out. No, and the score go. is like building up. And you just watch him with this like this elegance and this like this understanding of uh, destiny just walking yeah. towards. Then it cuts to black. Then it cuts to real life footage of Martin yes. walking out on the on the porch of that hotel or right. motel. Yes, the Lorraine the Lorraine Hotel. And then it cuts to black on a gunshot. Yes. Yeah. And I fucking died as a kid. Yeah. yeah. I was not yeah. ready for that. So as a kid, I did not I don't think I knew <clears throat> I don't think I knew before watching this that he was assassinated. Right. Um and so I definitely didn't know that he died at a motel. This is what my brain put together from that scene was he like Martin went back into his home mm-hmm. and, you know, like grew up or whatever. And Miles ran and was like banging on the doors like, Martin, Martin, no. They cut to a cartoon hand of Martin opening the door and they cut to a real clip of him walking outside and uh-huh. getting shot. So I was like, bro, you just got him killed. <laughs> like this. That was like I was like as a kid because I didn't know right. that they cut right. to like, no, this is a whole other place at a whole uh, other time. Right. Right. So like. Up until like literally when you just sent the pictures of like this was the hotel where he was killed, I was like, "Oh, he wasn't killed at his front porch when Miles was knocking on the door." Oh. Like I totally okay. thought he like walked out to get the mail one day and was killed. Right. Like where that's where, what where I was Angela Bassett to teach me? Where that? was Angela Bassett <laughs> to teach you these things? No, that um that was something. <laughs> it's just like banging his head. <laughs> that um. Yeah, I wasn't ready for it, and I remember I, I I don't remember much from watching this film, but I do remember just being like in shock. Like that is the absolute right. one thing that I always remember about the movie was that ending where I was like, he definitely gets shot at the end. Like wow, and to this day, it's still it left an impact where I was like, you know, even if you know all the details or you just know that there was something worth fighting for, it was like it was a good start to realizing like I remember that for me. You know, when you don't necessarily have to have like constant conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, not that my parents, obviously my parents had conversations with me and were explaining history and the importance of, you know, everything that the civil rights movement was about, but I didn't need it per se. Um, So it's like it, you know, certain media, that's what worked for me. What was like, you don't need this, but let's cement it. So you know what, how you're benefiting, you know, from this. But that's good because then if you ever do start to get complacent, you know, like, oh. Like there's right more going on, which is hard for it's like how do you how do you teach people who don't need who can be complacent, mm-hmm. you know how do you how do you kind of like because obviously, you know if there if there is someone like like at the beginning of that film, um, the hate you give, it's just like they need to have that conversation. Right. Dad needs to sit down with yeah. them, right. tell them the importance of their names, tell them the importance of their rights, and it's just like that's not a normal conversation that you sh- you should be having with an eight year old. Yeah, but but it's necessary because. A lot of people like don't realize how recent all of this stuff was yes. like my mom went to a segregated school until she was in high school like it's like that's 
not even a full generation away mm-hmm. was all of that like crazy deep like racism and hate so mm-hmm. it's like it's a lot more affected than people think like there's a lot more yeah. of it around oh i remember what dr king said he said meet hate with love like mm-hmm. th- something along those that yeah, was his right. that was his big mo to right. and he said remember you are my son that's, I think this uh, movie was mistitled. It should have been named Martin King. <laughs> <laughs> the Martin King. The Martin King. <laughs> wow. Well. Um, what are, I give you big props for that. <laughs> <laughs> he just came up with that. That was not written down. I mean, you have. Oh, yeah. You got go. What, what were you about to say? No, I, I just want to say for everybody who's watching. This is not us doing a, a takedown of this cartoon because hell really, no, 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 there's no. so much amazing hell content no. that is in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just done with a sort of you know that kind of sloshy X Men animation <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, with but um, I mean, there's one of the things that that struck me was when they go to in essence Potterville, America, mm-hmm. and they see Maria with I who I, I think is like her mother scrubbing yeah. floors at the school. Right. And Miles runs over and says, Maria, and Maria doesn't speak any English. Mm-hmm. And um, the principal says, get away from those lazy shiftless. Yeah, yeah. And I, that is, that is so accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I had a very strong reaction yeah. to that because of the, of the truth of it and being someone who was born in 1960. So, Still during the existence of Jim Crow, going into civil rights and knowing how often African-Americans were referred to as shiftless and lazy Mm. and thugs and criminals. And then seeing the same kind of language repeated towards the Latino Latinx community Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that this is this this is the same propaganda. This is the same language um, and to see that portrayed in a animated film mm-hmm. in 99 that's very progressive yeah yeah so i mean i i really am giving props to the content and the message and yeah. what it was saying on so many levels and what was interesting especially that you would you would appreciate this the character of maria prior to the potterville um w- universe changing she is very intelligent, yes. very learned, right. knows more than any of the other guys. Right. Um, the of smartest course, kid in the class. Wouldn't, yeah. it, wouldn't it be that the three guys try to outshine her? But she like she knows what she's doing. She's holding right. them up when it comes to like, the knowledge. Um, and then the only thing that changed was her lack of access to education. You know, yes. that like you weren't allowed, you weren't given the opportunity to learn English, right. to be studying. Right. So it's like, so nothing changed about what she was capable of right. all that changed were the uh, ability the opportunities that were afforded her and just whatever you know um what's the word i want to roadblocks right. whatever, that would have right. been standing in her way and it's like it's weird to think that the only thing that changed between the the non-racist uh 90s versus the racist 90s mm-hmm. in this film yeah was just opportunity yeah was just the fact that the civil rights movement didn't happen you know the acts didn't happen integration wasn't um main made mandatory um you know people weren't allowed to vote and it's just like all that really changed wasn't actually the human beings it was just the the opportunities and the environment Mm -hmm. and the environment then changed the people Mm -hmm. which is like well his best uh, friend changed yeah because his best friend was had gone from being uh, kind to racist, yeah, and that was a you know a, 
I think that was a major change. But it's not like character. he himself, his body didn't change. Yeah. He just was reacting differently to the right. environment around him, which yeah. is like, right. that's what's mind-blowing when you think about it. It's like, I think that's what's hard for people, everyone who goes, I don't have a racist bone in my body. It's like, we don't technically have racist bones. We just have human tendencies that yeah. are allowed to go right. in one direction and go unchecked, right. you know? And we accept the status quo as correct. Mm -hmm. We don't, True. We don't yeah. challenge it or, mm -hmm. and we don't question it. Yeah. Um, I know we've had that conversation about uh, the, the, the famous 2020 video with um, uh, the, the individual from the Dodger head office, Al Campanis, oh, God. and uh, yeah, uh, being interviewed by Ted Koppel. And the things that came out of his mouth. What did uh, he say again? Um, that... African Americans don't have the aptitude uh, to to be major league baseball managers, and uh, I think something along the lines of blacks are not buoyant, and that's why uh, they're not in the Olympics and swimming. Oh and, but and, this was you know, a sweet. This things. was a sweet man. The, a sweet man, and mm -hmm. and every person of color uh, with the Dodgers organization at that time yeah. will tell you that Al Campanis was like one of the sweetest men that you that you would Everyone ever know. And he, to this day, did not understand that he was saying something wrong. Wow. He thought that he was saying something that everybody understood. Yeah, mm. just and, thought he was right. stating facts. <laughs> so if you're raised in the culture and inbred in the culture, then then you don't see it as something wrong. Yeah, um, true. And not, not trying to shift, but even, and I'm not, this is not to say that any of these things are right. But as a child, I remember listening to Bill Cosby's comedy album, where one of the the segments. Now I'm a kid, so I don't really know what the humor is about. Mm -hmm. But uh, Bill Cosby is talking about getting a Spanish fly and giving it to women, and a Spanish fly was code for uh, giving a woman a drug that would make her susceptible to have sex with you. Wow! And then uh, as a teenager, my friends would talk about, "Hey, let's get Spanish flies and da da da, -da what have you." Um, so when you when you look at the at the Cosby case when it when it broke, I immediately remembered that comedy routine, and, like, and wow. it was like, oh my god, you know, this is something that's buried in my subconscious. It was part of the cultural conversation wow. as a male that this is what you do: you drug women and have sex with them. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. Well, that's a different conversation, <laughs> right, but, I, right, but it's still in right, that. It's but right, absolutely right, in the vein. Right. So, yeah, but going back to your statement about, you know, I don't have a racist bone, you probably don't realize it because of the, the culture that you've been inbred in. Exactly. You don't realize that you are, you are, um, like, capable. Right, right. And, and that's, that's, that should be both an encouragement. It's discouraging in some areas. Right. But it should be an encouragement because it's like, if technically at the at the at the core of us we don't have to be one or the other, right. we're not inherently good, but we're also not inherently evil. We just have learned experiences. Yes, and it's right. like it's exhausting, and it's easier to kind of write it off as like I'm good. I don't need to work on this. And it's like, unfortunately, now as an as coming to an adult, when it comes to areas of like, am I doing anything um, as an ally? Am I a good person in a relationship? Am I a good friend? Am I a good son? Am I am I doing well in my finances? It's like all these things, I'm just like, well, shit. I'm not inherently good at any of these things, so I got to put some fucking work into it, yeah. yes. and it sucks. 
but there is an encouragement to knowing it's like, but I'm also not inherently bad at it either. I can just, I can just, I have to like work scratch. on it. But okay. it's, I, that's the conversation you have. And it's like, I don't want to say this in a, what, what's the term? Discouraging. No, not discouraging. <laughs> I don't want to go off on like a tone policing type thing, but it is interesting when you realize like for people, they get turned off by the idea of like, I'm inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it should, the question we should be asking is like, how can I be better? And, yeah. you know, and not use the excuse of like, but I'm good. It's like, all right, cool. But like, right. can we be better? And let's right. just make sure we're all doing the next right thing. Right. When you don't know the future, just do the next. Are you quoting Frozen right 2 on me? Thing. I oh, am. my God. <laughs> I, I, I had the opportunity uh, mm-hmm. not too long ago to go to um, Jackson, Mississippi mm-hmm. uh, uh, and spend time with a friend that is was one of the contemporaries of Dr. King. Um uh, civil rights activists um, very uh, using education to bring equity to African Americans, uh, Dr. John Perkins. Um, and we went to visit the house of Medgar Evers where he was assassinated. And for anyone mm-hmm. who's seen the movie, The Ghosts of, Ghosts of Mississippi, um, powerful film, but when we're at the actual house and being given a tour by one of uh, Medgar Evers' relatives, um, I, I just can't describe what it felt like being there and, and realizing that Medgar Evers was shot with the highest caliber weapon to, designed to kill an animal. Ugh. And that one bullet, just one bullet, Medgar was outside in front of his house. The bullet went through his body and made several holes in rooms throughout the house. Oh my um, God. I, I've shared pictures yeah, with you yeah. guys to, to see it. I, I, I can't even explain how I felt being there. And because uh, the great thing that Rob Reiner did was he restored the house mm-hmm. to what it looked like at that time mm-hmm. and kept the bullet holes mm-hmm. in in all the furniture and everything that was there. And so wow. this is now a museum very similar to, I thought about it watching the cartoon because Martin Luther King's house was the right. museum there. Um, so I I heard the story of uh, one of um, Dr. Perkins' students who uh, uh, was the first African-American uh, from Jackson, Mississippi during this time to go to college in California. He attended a Christian college in Los Angeles. Um, and so he's only maybe one of a handful of African-American students on this campus. And when Dr. King was assassinated, he is in his room in tears trying to um, reconcile his grief and his anger because the entire campus, and this is a Christian college, is celebrating the death of Dr. King um, because as he explains, when you read, when you watch the news, every week prior to this event, um, uh, Dr. King is, is, is described um, on television as a communist who mm. is destroying the fiber of America. Mm. So you have to understand that these people hearing all of this propaganda mm-hmm. believed that they were celebrating the assassination of a communist. Right, once again, not inherently evil. Yes. Just being told, right. This is what, right. What we need to believe, right, right. Um, and he said that at first, his his first response 
was to quit the college. And then yeah. his second thought was, I am going to be as, as in your face to every white person on this campus as possible. Mm -hmm. And then when he finally settled down and, and prayed, he heard God very distinctly tell him, you need to sh you need to show them what they don't see. You need to help them see mm. what they don't see. You have you have to help them know what they don't know. Mm. Um, and that's uh, I we I we have a I I think we have an issue of romanticizing history. And so when we live on this end of it, we go, oh, we would have stood with Dr. King and yeah. um and and we would have been arm in arm with them, and we never would have stood for this injustice. Um, but then we see these very same things happening today mm -hmm. and yeah. we can't talk to each other. And this is the same thing that was happening back then. It's no different. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure 30 years from now, we're going to be on the other side of the history of, of what this looks like now. Yeah. And people will say, oh, we never did that. No, that, that it didn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. uh, the, and this is why it, as a pastor, it grieves me um because we don't we don't learn history and so we kind of gloss over it and romanticize it and so we forget that it was christians who were on the side of hitler in america and believed all the propaganda he was saying about the jews so then when the first boatload of jews came to america to seek refuge we sent them back because wow. the propaganda said these are christ killers mm. and we you know, when I say yeah. we, the, 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 the church at that time felt that they were, they were doing what was righteously right, mm. sending these Christ killers back to Germany mm. to be judged because wow. of what they were. Now, to, if, if you were to say that today, oh, no, we are for Israel. We right. are, you know, these are our, our friends. But we, we don't, we, I don't know. We, we just cover it up. We well, don't. We, we also have the it. benefit of knowing the hindsight of like, oh, this was right or this was wrong. Yeah. And the scary thing that I guess I started noticing now, especially like even with conversations as simple as like Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Yes. You know, it's easy in this moment to go like, well, that's it's annoying. It's a nuisance. It's bothersome. It's biting the hand that feeds you. It's whatever people want to say. And you don't have the knowledge of like, oh, in the future, this helped give way to all these things. Right. Because every act of like, every act, uh, every civil act to like fight for equality is like, it's an act of faith. You have yes. no clue if you're even doing it right because you're paving a way that's like, that I, I don't, exist. yeah, it doesn't fucking exist. And you're just like, and, and there's the people who are actually doing it. And then there's people like me watching it going, you know, yeah. and you have the stupid water cooler conversations where people are like, well, I believe this. And other people are like, well, I think he's anti-American. You know, and this is just one right. aspect. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't fucking know because I don't have a fucking cartoon to tell me that this is yeah. that this is what happened. This like, is what happened. Going. And this was the right person to right. stand by. And the only right. thing you can do is just be like, I mean, I don't know how people do it outside. But for me, I'm like, you know, you follow you follow wisdom. You follow like what history tells you. But also at the end of the day, I'm like, God, I don't know. Like, I just, I guess anybody, even if they're not religious, they're just taking steps of faith. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that this actually does something for the greater good. Yeah. And also it's interesting. I would just put this out there. Who knows if in 20 years, like, because people, they get like, you know, I guess 
I, I remember because Colin, he did a commercial for, what was it, Adidas? Something. I don't know. Nike? Nike? One of them. And people were Reebok? like, oh, but they were like, oh, he's taking like um, deals and stuff or what was it, like promotion deals and things. It just kind of, it felt like it muddied his message a little bit. And I was like, in 20 years, we'll either forget about it or if he did something actually significant, we'll paint him as a saint yeah. and we'll overlook all of his issues, right. which is like even Martin Luther King to this day, there's a lot of things that people say about him that kind of humanize him. Right. You know, even in terms of, and I don't fully know it, but like even in his marriage and stuff, it's just like, this is a real human being who just happened to be doing really intense things that in the end worked out for the greater good but it yeah. doesn't mean he was literally jesus walking around yeah. right. he was right. a human being who wasn't right. inherently good or evil just doing the next right Gosh, thing darn I, it had to come back <laughs> darn it <laughs> Do i was trying not to interject it but i was like it's coming i, I just coming. i was building up i was like there's really no other <laughs> way no other way to say it just do the next the Right. The road to peace and justice is paved with confrontation. Yeah, and, very uncomfortable confrontation. It, it's, it's it's always, I mean, for me, living as long as I have, it's mm -hmm. always amazing to me to see the loudest outcry at the greatest nonviolent demonstration. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. you know what Dr. King did was nonviolence and love, and he was they were vehemently attacked. Yeah, in mm -hmm. in in the worst way. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. He he's not leading a protest down the street, even though that's still a our still peaceful, peaceful right. Mm -hmm. He's he's not burning buildings. He's not in your face. He's just taking a knee, and it's just being viewed as as treason. Yeah. Um, so, because yeah. and that comes to a point where it's like, even if he is, let's just say, because I'm talking even to people I know really close. Let's say he's doing the absolute wrong thing. Why is he doing it? Yeah. Because right. even, yeah, say he's he's not doing it. May, maybe it isn't a complete insult. Maybe it's the wrong choice to make because, like, again, he doesn't have the benefit of looking back and going, oh, this is the, you know, he doesn't have that Martin Luther King in, in Potterville yeah, of, like, yeah. like yeah. ah, yeah. this is the choice I need to make to do right. it. He could be absolutely going about it the wrong way, but why is he doing it? Yeah. That's the question we need to ask. There is right. something there. There's a reason right. why he feels like he needs to be doing or saying something. Right. We're not on the right side of history now to know where everything right. ends up, but yeah. right. we need to give grace to those who are, like, trying to make something happen. Mm -hmm. The biggest way to make a wave and to make a difference is to just be like peaceful about it right. and give people it's like when in customer service when somebody's like <laughs> screaming at you and you're just like oh i'm sorry how can i help you like what can i do for you and it makes them even more mad because you're not doing anything wrong right like, they right. right not they right. can't be exactly. like oh well they're doing this and that they're just like right. oh my gosh like give me something to react right. to and you're not and it's just like you know jesus healed the sick and they killed him so and that's the hard thing is you're talking about what essentially could be written off as a, a very godlike solution mm -hmm. where it doesn't make logical sense. And I now, as a Christian uh, growing up, you're like, oh, no, that makes sense. Like, just do the right thing. Like, be kind. And like, and looking back, I, I can see how people could view Martin as being like, uh, you're infuriating. We yeah. need to actually do, right. you know, more um, than just yeah, like when yes. you were in there, of yeah. course. Yeah. And I can, I can imagine how like now he is, his image is used as to, hey, don't take a knee. What would Martin do? It's just like he would take a knee. Like, yes. but I yes. mean, like it's basically written off as like, don't make waves. Be kind and loving, and do the Jesus thing of waiting around and smiling to the people who are being nasty to you, and yeah. hoping one day 
they change. And there is a balance of like, how do you do the God type thing where it's like, it doesn't make logical sense and you need to take faith, but then also not allowing people to kind of like walk over you or like making the steps like, yeah, those little steps that are like, okay, this might not seem like the biggest thing, but it's that first thing that's going to like start that ripple. And it's like scary. You have to start it. Right. Yeah. Do you ever watch um do you ever watch Atlanta? Yes. There's a line in it where what what does he say as a manager? He he talks, he says to um, Donald Glover's character who's Earn, he's like <laughs> I can't have you as a manager. You're more Malcolm, or no, no, you're more Martin, and I need Malcolm. And I was yeah, just like, yeah. like, yeah. I, it took me a second, but like later on in life, I was like, oh, I get that. <laughs> like, I get the, I get the idea behind that. That's funny. But it's always so weird because it, you know, it's it's almost like how people see Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, as this, oh, you know, he's <laughs> on the on the flower bed, you right. know, kind of thing. But Martin did the the bus boycott yeah and that hit that hit cities mm. economically oh yeah you know so that's what i'm saying that it, it was it was confrontation yeah but it was peaceful confrontation Strategic, yeah. in which he still saw people as people mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> you know it's just like all right you're not going to treat us right on the bus we're not going right. to use it that's insane i was reading about that i was like holy yeah. shit like and apparently the yeah. um the black cab drivers would charge less so that the way that they could they could get around yeah. still that they could yeah. get help help That's their people cool. get around That's awesome. or people were just like they either didn't go to work or they would walk and i'm yeah. like that's that i haven't done shit like that what yeah. i turn my lights off for earth day every once in a while it's like what i i put a filter on my facebook photo to stand with manchester like what <laughs> or what was yeah. some paris and stuff like that but yeah no um hopefully if there's ever situations well, like that that are big. That- so, yeah, the, my final question for you is how it's kind of a two part. How are we currently writing off justice movements in favor of civility? And what what do we do to like what do we what do we do to step out? I think it's what you said earlier. The question is, why? Why are why is this going on? Mm-hmm. So when a when a group of women start a movement called Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. What, look into it. Now, if, uh, if you look at Ferguson, w- this didn't get all the press, but when the Department of Justice filed charges against uh, Ferguson and they, they did the research, they f- they found an overwhelm any time that attack dogs were used it was against people of color not mm. against mm. white people that that uh, people of color were arrested because they walked differently than white people so, I mean just just and then you know looking at um, that in a predominantly black town ninety percent of the leadership was white mm. so. Imagine living under that kind of oppression for decades. Yeah, for yeah. decades. You know, so you you have to you have to investigate. You have to have you have to crucify your ego, and be willing to say, "I don't know everything. Let me find out this other person's point of view. Yeah. Let me find out where they're coming from. Let me find out what they've experienced." And and not make 
these armchair quarterback assumptions when you've never stepped into the arena to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crucify my yeah. your ego. That's an actual good wheel of morality there lesson go. right there. <laughs> That's probably the best one we'll have for the next <laughs> month. <laughs> for the next year. Um, no, that's really good. Crucify your ego, and you know, even if even if you don't feel like how people are going about it is the right way, regardless of whether or not you're right, maybe someone is doing it the wrong way. Why are they doing it? Yeah, you know, a kid who's acting out because their parents abusing him doesn't know the right civil way to act out. Yeah, but yeah. they are responding to something that's improper. Mm-hmm. If I'm living out God's love in First Corinthians thirteen. Mm-hmm. It says that love does not insist on its own rights and its own way. Mm. So I cannot insist on my own rights. I, I need to, to find out what's really going on. Yeah. As soon as I, ins- if, if I'm the barometer of what's right, and I don't let anything filter past that, mm. I'm, I'm part of the problem. I'm not part of the solution. Well, damn, Jackie. Preach. <laughs> preach, preacher. Um, thank you. Hey, thank you. Thanks for watching there. this Yes. awful uh, slash amazing 90s. It was. It was. It, I mean, it really, and what you said earlier about it is the kind of story that, that begs to be remade. Yes. With, with keeping the essence of the story intact. Yeah. Just tell it better. Yeah. But I, 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 was, I was astonished and... You know, repulsed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in two they, ways, dude. There was yeah. one shot during the riots where they cut. They show the police officer raising the the baton, yes. and then pulling it down. I went, yeah. like right. they didn't show what happened, but right. you knew. You know yeah. Um, I have one little fun fact. Oh, my dad met Martin Luther King. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn it. Where? Um, at the uh, March on Washington. Wow. So my apparently. Wait. Yeah. Really? So apparently, my entire my dad's side of the family so my aunts and uncles and stuff like participated in the march um and then my dad's immediate family his brother and sister and his mom and dad flew down for like they didn't do the march but they flew down for the speech (laughs) and they talked to him afterwards because my granddad was like this is going to be important you need to wow so they uh after his speech they met him and shook his hand um, and then apparently, cause I literally just called my dad cause he's told me the story before, but you know, he talks a lot and I don't always remember everything he says. <laughs> so I called him and I was like, you met Martin Luther King, right? Like I'm not like making this up in my head. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And he just told me really quickly, but basically like when they all shook his hand, my granddad was like, I apologize for them. They don't really know who you are. And he was like, uh, I'm forgetting what my dad just said. He said, but he was like, no, like, it's awesome that. Uh, you brought them here like they're the future, something like that. I don't know. Wow. I need to get that actual quote. But um, and then you about to say, I believe that children are the future. Are the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So uh, basically, he's like, yeah, no, it's just awesome that they're here. Um, and then apparently, yeah, Malcolm, that was Martin Luther. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, cool. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, and then apparently, Martin Lu- Martin Malcolm X was there, um, and granddad also talked to him and was like, I'm surprised to see you here. And then like uh, Malcolm X said, I go where my people go. So I was like, I remember that quote directly, but yeah. Whew. So yeah. I go where my people go. Mm-hmm. How wow. 
badass is that? <laughs> All right. Well, did you want to do the social media plug or do you want me to fumble at that for the next? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> thanks. This was fun, you guys. Make sure you are liking, commenting, and subscribing. Make sure you give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and uh, go ahead and give us those five stars. You know we like those. Give us a subscription on YouTube. Make sure you click the bell for notifications on new uploads. We are on all social media mm-hmm. at Pink Popcast. That's Pop with a P. Pop with a P. <laughs> and then make sure you're just sharing us uh, with friends and family. And you know, or like you know, post if there's something that like really makes you laugh mm-hmm. in this, like. Do a clip and post it. Or, yeah. you know, if you don't know how to do a clip, email this guy and be like, I want a clip of this part right here because <laughs> I want to post it because you guys are funny. And yeah, definitely, you know, we like to think of ourselves as your best friend for traffic. So if you're if you're stuck in LA traffic or, or wherever you are, yeah, whatever city if you're traffic. stuck on the freaking, what is it, the 35 that's still, they're oh, doing shit I-35 on that? I-35 no, it's the 35 somewhere. No, it's not the 35 whatever. in Texas. It's if you're I-35. stuck on the 35 I-35. in Texas <laughs> and you you need someone to make you feel loved, you know what? We're the best friends you'll you've never had yeah we'll love you well we'll make you laugh we'll make you cry and we'll make you think (laughs) um but yes until next time uh this is the part where we introduce ourselves and say goodbye so i'm gonna say my name he'll say his name you'll say your name he's done it before he's a vet yeah okay (laughs) but i know but we didn't do it at the end yeah we did oh really no we We only did it at the intro no we do it twice every time we've always done it twice yeah well, hey until guys. next time, I'm Josiah Rizzo. <laughs> I'm Benji Jones. I'm Eric Johnson. And on Wednesdays, we, we wear, wear pink. pink. Welcome back to the Pink Popcast, a pot cut. A cop poster <laughs> Todd passed. Wow. All right, let me try that one more time. Welcome back to the Pink Popcast. A pot. Gosh darn it. Okay. No, no, no. Right, do this I got this one? No, no, no. Is this is it, it. This is it. This is it. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Pink Popcast. A pot cult. Pop. Pop. No, I got it. It's a pop culture. No, 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 no. Three, two, one. Are we smiling? Are we all looking? Yes. <laughs> I'm shaking my head over to the side. Okay. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Welcome back to the Pink Popcast. A pot cult. Oh, no, 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 no. Three, two, one. (laughs) I got it.